Welcome to the Author Blur Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Maynard. I am excited to tell you that I have Tom Reese on for his second time. Tom was one of my first, at the beginning of this series, Tom came on, discussed all of his books. I enjoyed our conversation then, and I enjoyed our conversation that we had this time. I promise you, listening to Tom is enjoyable. If you're a fan of YA, his books are going to keep you quite interested. This new book that he has out, The Voyage of the Amethyst Castle, I, I'm going to get a copy of it. And with what we're trying to do on authorblurb.com is also get a thing together where I have other people on, non-authors, people that are just people I know who enjoy books, even reaching out to another podcast. So if you ever get the chance, check out my friend over there at Living the Next Chapter. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be something that you're going to enjoy listening to him. If you enjoy listening to me, if you listen to my show, then Living the Next Chapter is a good person to listen to as well. Now, listen to Tom and I talk. I promise you, you're going to want to buy his book. I wanted to buy it before I started talking to him, and I am now more interested in reading his book than I was before. So I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy listening to us have our conversation because it's good. I liked it. I think it turned out good, and I think it's going to be good for you to listen, watch, whatever you're doing. And then finally, before I let you go to listen to him and I talk, do me a favor and remember, tell people about the show. Let people know that you like me, you like the show. You can go to authorblurb.com as well. At the website, if you've listened to this show enough, you've heard me say enough, you can find the authors in their profiles there. You can find some of the things that the authors have written. They write articles, they write different things that are meant to get your attention, to get an idea of what their writing style is, things to entertain you. And you can also find all the podcasts. You can find all the audio, video. I have everything you possibly could want for the show. And if I don't, let me know. Maybe I can get it on there because you can also contact me at authorblurb.com. There's also this beautiful feature that I just added where you can leave me a voicemail. So you can leave a 90-second message. Tell me what you want to say. You can be a comment telling me what you think about the show. It can be a question for an author. It can be a question for me. And as long as it's clean and I can answer it or get the author to answer it, I'll include it onto the show for people to hear you the author's answer and everything you needed to know. So I do appreciate it. I hope you enjoy the show and tell people, people love to find these great shows and I'm sure they'll love to find the new authors that you're finding as well. So thank you again. So I'm here with Tom Reese. Now Tom's on with me again, which I'm very happy about because I enjoyed our first conversation and that was back you can hear the show back on March 18th, I believe, or 17th that the show came out. And Tom did phenomenal on that. Obviously, it's early for both of us, Tom. 
So when you were on last time, you had, I think, 10, 11 books, audio, dramas. You had a whole list of things out. And now you have your new book out, The Journey of the Amethyst Castle. And like we were talking before, I'm interested in that book myself. So as I tell everyone and as everyone knows, I would prefer you to start off telling people a bit about yourself for anybody that didn't hear that episode and a bit about your books and the book that we're going to talk about. Absolutely. My name is Tom Reese. I'm uh, the author of now 12 books, uh, all fiction. And I tend to have thriller elements with supernatural or sci-fi elements in my books. So there's always a little bit of something extraordinary as far as beyond the reality that we know in that. I'm based out of Las Vegas, originally from the Chicago area. And so I hope everybody's staying warm because here it's fine. But I know most of the country is getting walloped. So yes. I hope you're all safe and okay. And um, yeah, I've had... Um, quite a few books. We talked about my previous book, The Fires of the Atessi, which was one of my Huntington adventures, which mm -hmm. is an adventure supernatural uh, series about a husband and wife rescue and recovery team who have all kinds of exciting globetrotting adventures. Um, but today we're talking about my first young adult fantasy novel called The Voyage of the Amethyst Castle, not the journey. Uh, the <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. That's all right. That's all right. It's early. Uh, yes. The Voyage of the Amethyst Castle. And that's a young adult novel that, to me, is kind of Harry Potter meets um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's got a lot of kind of quirky humor in it, adventure. Um, the two protagonists are teenagers, their cousins, a um, 16-year-old girl named Echo, and her cousin named Cheddarmelon, who's a boy. And they come across this castle made entirely of amethyst, and they find their way into it, and the castle tumbles off a cliff and starts a journey across the ocean. And which sounds entirely wacky because it is. And <laughs> they find that the castle itself is a magical place. There's all kinds of strange creatures there. There's different kingdoms in there. Uh, and they find themselves caught in the midst of a conspiracy to um, assassinate a king. So they're trying to stop that. They're also trying to find their way out of this castle and back to their parents. Uh, but everything gets in their way. Uh, Echo gets sold into slavery and then out of that. And it's just one twist and turn after another. And to me, it's fun, but I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> well, I can understand that. But, of course, authors are always biased of our own writings. So, And like I said, to me, it sounds interesting. So how did you go from, because you have, like you said, the adventures, the thrillers, things like this to a YA or a young adults book because like I I've enjoyed the Harry Potter stories I thought they were very interesting huge fan of the Hitchhiker's Guide so what got you to decide to go into YA and do that kind of writing 
this has always been kind of a passion project. This book has been in the works for years. And I, you know, do a little work on it and then set it aside for other things and then get back to it and, you know, back and forth, back and forth. I think it's just, you know, I enjoy reading young adult fantasy novels. I also enjoyed Harry Potter. Also like Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> um, you know, there's uh, the Fifth Element series by Rick Yancey is a young adult series I've mm -hmm. enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed the Hunger Games series. I enjoyed a lot of young adult. So I'm, I'm kind of a kid at heart anyways. <laughs> and so, you know, it's one of those things, write what you love. And the adventure series, that's something I enjoy writing as well. And so I tend to write the kind of things I like to read. And this one has stuck with me for a long time. I've always wanted to get it out there. It's always been a special one to me. It's got a different flavor than my other books. It's a lot quirkier. I think it shows a little bit more of my, I've got kind of a quirky personality. Right. So it shows that um, in a way that the other books just didn't have an opportunity to because of the genre they were in. And this one really allowed me to just kind of let loose and, you know, whatever came to my imagination, anything went, I felt like I could really just have fun with it and go. And I'm happy with the result. I'm, you know, I'm very proud of this one. And I, you know, I hope a lot of people get a chance to experience it. Oh, I hope so too. Like I said, to me, it sounds extremely interesting. So, but with that, let me ask this, what kind of magic, because I've read several, I'm big into YA myself and because it tends to be more fanatical and magical and all these different things that you can get into. Because again, like you said, you're a kid at heart, believe me, I'm a kid at heart. And I, with having your own kids, as you mentioned, you had some, you just kind of brings it more out to you. And I guess sometimes it doesn't go away. So what kind of magic is in your stories? Is it, I guess there's supposed to be several different kinds of magic or is it like a, with instruments? Is it like inherited? What is it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, I guess a little bit on the outskirts of magic on this one. For one thing, the castle itself seems to have intention. It seems to have a purpose and an intelligence of its own. You don't 100% find out what the castle wants, but the castle calls to Echo and Cheddarmillan and invites them in and, you know, and then doesn't want to let them out. And it definitely has a purpose there. Um, there's a character who may or may not be a ghost. Um, there's a lot of strange vegetation <laughs> okay. that um, really takes the place of technology where you walk through and there's, you know, a vine that's cleaning the walls and scrubbing the floors and stuff like that. And they have, um, their carriages are like a giant cabbage with legs that carry them around. <laughs> and so it's not like the Harry Potter kind of magic where they're casting spells and things. It's more of a, this is a world where things just are not the same as outside of the castle. 
where everything is bizarre and different. There's also several prehistoric animals that show up in it. And so the course of nature is different in there as well. All right. Now, here's one thing that I'm very interested in, because when you said the castle's kind of alive and has his own intentions, you know, I've had a few stories that I've read where it just always, I always find it interesting when the settings or the scenes or the places are actually a character within themselves. And that can range in many different ways. So like you said with yours, yours shows like an intention, a living thought process. What, I guess, what, got you to think about doing that because that's not a common thing people do you know it kind of just evolved as i was writing the story and then once i realized that's what was happening then i just went with it you know i, I started with the castle calling to echo and when she hears the call then it kind of led to well why would a castle be calling you know for me for the purpose of the story i was just trying to get them inside the castle why would they go into this place that was so foreboding and everything? And the castle is, they get in through a secret passage, the things out in the middle of the wilderness, they come across while they're on an exploration with their parents. And it's made entirely of amethyst, go figure by the title. <laughs> and so it's something that, you know, kids would probably be very curious in, but it's also like, would you really go in this place? Because it seems pretty weird. And so I had the castle calling. And then once I did that, it's like, well, the castle wanted her there for a reason. What's that reason? And then I just started following that trail, which led me to the castle had its own intention and purposes. All right. So is the, I don't know if you can tell me or not, but is the castle trying to be, helpful to them is it trying to push them into dangerous areas that are getting them in trouble and making them at risk what what's going on or how i guess the better way is how do they find their way around the castle and what is the castle doing to them as they're trying to get through basically the castle <laughs> has a mission for them and uh it has something their purpose what they're supposed to do and Echo is a teenage genius. She's 16. She's already working on a master's degree. Her cousin Cheddarmelon is kind of always in her shadow. And his all, they have a great relationship, but he's always felt like he was kind of the tag along. And he finds out during this, the castle has purposes for him. And the castle has purposes for Echo as well. And while she's a genius and everything, she's always been socially awkward and kind of an outcast. So they both have some growth and learning about their own relationship together and with the world through the process. And the castle brings them there for a purpose to help with a situation. I mentioned there was an assassination. Mm -hmm against the king so they were brought there specifically to deal with that and of course they're like why would you bring a teenager in who's 
just a kid who doesn't know anything. <laughs> and now you're throwing me into this thing. What are you thinking? The castle's wacky. <laughs> right. Um, but it had intention and it helps them kind of learn about themselves along the way while they're in the midst of this big adventure and meeting strange new people and, you know, different ways of doing things and everything. So, all right. Now, the one thing I'm also curious about because the names, why, why did you pick those names? I mean, they're not, I don't think I've ever heard those names in my life. They sound more like something Looney Tunes than character wise. Well, Echo, I have heard that as a name. Her name's, okay. Echo, her name's Echo Hernandez, and I'm sure Echo isn't necessarily a Hispanic name, but um, that was kind of my intention too. I wanted it to be a little bit outside. Cheddar Millen is a name I made up, but I liked it because it can be short, uh, shortened to Chet. So it's this ridiculous name, Cheddar Millen, but she calls him Chet. Okay. Which is, which is a normal name. So it's kind of the dichotomy of the ridiculous with the ordinary together. Okay. See, that makes sense. I'll, when you were telling me the names, I'm sitting there thinking, those just like I've never heard echo and I'm sitting there thinking like the echo, like you yell and it comes back or mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, maybe there's a reasoning behind the names, but yeah. So what, so here's one thing I like to know with every book that I'm going to get into because I found that usually you decide within the first couple pages of a book, if you even like it or not. So with your book, what is page one? What's where do we start off with? What are we seeing? What's what's happening? Is it a slow start? Do we just jump right into it? What's happening there? Page one is Echo hearing the first call from the castle and then seeing it in the distance and then basically saying, yeah, we got to go there. All right. So, so how did they get lost from their parents or was their parents with them? Because you said they're trying to get back to their parents. Right. Um, they were on an expedition. Basically, their parents were scientists who were exploring some of the few uncharted places left on the planet. And the kids are with them. Mm -hmm. And they were allowed to take a 15-minute jaunt out away from the party just to kind of, you know, do a little bit of exploring on their own. They were supposed to stay in contact through their satellite phones and everything. But when they saw the castle, they turned off the phones and said, we don't want the parents dragging us back. We want to see what this is and gotten in, into a little bit of mischief and then got stuck in the castle. OK, so it wasn't like they got lost in the woods. It's they were trying to explore something. So, all right, makes sense. Now, what is you also mentioned that there's kingdoms in there. It sounded like you said plural. Mm -hmm. And I might be, so is it like they go through one door in the castle and it's a whole kingdom or is it levels or how's that working out? Yeah, there's 10 towers in this castle. Everyone is its own kingdom. And actually the plot revolves around two of the um, towers, two of the kingdoms. 
And there is a point where Echo and Cheddar Mellon get separated. One is in one tower, one is in the other. And those two towers are about to go to war. And the assassination attempt on the king is from one tower to the other. So Echo's in the one, and she's trying to save the king. Cheddar Mellon doesn't even know if Echo's still alive, and she's... Um, and he's over there trying to find out what's going on. So the whole conflict happens through one tower to the other. Okay. And should I write follow-up books? Then there's still another eight kingdoms to explore. All right. Now, so forgive me because I'm thinking I have a thought process here, and I don't know if I'm running down the right lane on this one. So the towers, I'm thinking the old castle towers where they're big enough where they have one room in the top of it and spiral stairs going up. I have to imagine these towers are either a mini-universe mini universe inside or something or just extraordinarily large. Yes and yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, the description in the book is that everything winds in upon itself and creates a kind of a visual and spatial dimension almost, I guess, where it doesn't make sense from outside the castle. Nothing is as it would be outside the castle. And so is it bigger on the inside like Doctor Who's TARDIS? <laughs> it doesn't say that. But it definitely says there's, you know, room for all this to happen. And all right. So there's a lot of quasi-mystical things happening there. Oh, yeah. I was kind of thinking, like, Doctor Who, it's larger on the inside than it is the outside, kind of. So, yeah, okay, that sounds interesting. So now here's the thing also is with these two kingdoms. Is there diff are they different cultures? Are they like West Virginia and Virginia? Or are they like America and some European country? Yeah, they are very different cultures. Um, one is plant-based with their technology, which I've touched on where everything right. is, you know, crawling plants that, you know, do all their things for them, all their tasks and everything, and the plants have some sort of intelligence and ability to do things. Uh, the other is basically founded by a lost expedition that crashed into the castle because they forgot their compass on their ship years ago <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have started a culture in there. And that's kind of quasi like our culture because they came from that, but not exactly because they're in the castle where things are different. And part of the conflict, it's a social conflict where the, the tower that's all vegetation-based is afraid of the influence from an outside different culture, and it, it might influence their culture and make them change and they don't want change they're afraid of change and so they think anybody who's from the outside who's 
different is dangerous and bad. All right. So how did you come up with these cultures? I mean, is it, are they related to something you've read, something you've experienced? I mean, it's, or is it just you were sitting down drinking your coffee and you go, you know, this sounds like it would be great. Sure. And more of a second. Um, when I got to the first one, which was the plant-based one, right. I was just like, all right, what do I want to be different here? I want, I don't want it to be like Harry Potter kind of magical. I don't want it casting spells and having wizards and all of that. I want something right. that has magical elements, but then not necessarily supernatural per se i guess um, all right i wanted to skirt the supernatural i do have you know maybe ghosts maybe not happening in right. there you can you can answer that yourself if you read it but um i so i, I tried to think of all right how would they do all the things we do without any technology right and like I have, one of the things they have is a genius root. And it's a root that if you squeeze it, you can ask it any question. And it's kind of like a Google root. <laughs> you know, it's got all this information in it, and but it's a root. And, you know, their, their carriages are cabbages and all this stuff. So I kind of took our society and then said, what if everything was we had could do the same things but it was all with plants and it just that's where it came from i understand now here's one thing that kind of has me curious about because i know right now society is very dependent on technology i mean heck we have robots that sweep the floor mm -hmm. something that you could do a broom with and people are very protective of those those um little vacuum robots i forget what they're called now zumbas or roombas or something like that i but it's just a sense of people are very focused and protective of their technology i mean look at it where i'm in virginia you're in las vegas we have a huge difference in space and distance and we're using technology that we're both dependent on to be able to talk like we are now right in your castle with the plants and vegetations and all this being their main source of i guess you could call it technology do they depend do you go into talking about how they depend on that or do they just act like it's no big deal they act like it's no big deal and one of the things that i wanted to do with it was echo was very dependent on technology and she, you know, she's very highly intelligent and she's studying zoology. And so everything she's doing, you know, as they were walking around the island where they found the castle, she's categorizing everything and she's looking things up and she's snapping pictures of it and entering notes on her tablet and everything. And so when I put her in the castle, I wanted that all to go away. All right. That stuff is taken away from her when she gets in the castle. And now she has to rely on herself and her own brain, which is very good. But, you know, she relies on all this technology and that's such a big part of her life. 
So now she's separated from that and has to operate separately, you know, differently. So that was one of the things I wanted to do with this, which is completely separate, um, you know, today's teenager from the technology that they live with every moment. And All right. so, and then the society that has the, the plant-based society, that's just the way their society is. Just like a kid today growing up having a smartphone and an iPad or whatever is no different than, you know, a kid a hundred years ago, you know, playing with, you know, riding a bicycle or whatever, you know, right. whatever technology they have, you know, it's just the world you're in. You don't think of anything of it. It's just the world you're in. Okay. So they basically treat that like kids treat technology today. Now, the other tower, how did you come up with, it's the shipwrecked, is it pirates? Is it like buccaneers? What what are these people that weren't smart enough to keep their compass with them and ended up in a, in a castle? Yeah, they, they've been there for about four generations, and they were just an expedition out there on the sea and weren't pride enough to bring their compass. And it, you know, it's, it's absurd. And I wanted <laughs> that tower to be closer to our culture. All right. So, you know, they have, the technology is dated by half a century or what have, have you, but they have some electric lights run by a generator and some of the things that we have, um, not computers or anything, sophisticated and a lot of the stuff is wearing down because it's you know everything they have is from the ship that crashed into the castle so you know it's dated and old and wearing down but they have those elements they they know the outside world where most of the people in the castle have not been in the outside world for many more generations so it's that connection to the world and it comes out that basically anybody who gets in the castle is there because the castle wants them for whatever reason all right well so they are there for a purpose and you know all right. the castle only lets those in that it wants i understand now so these the people that are in there does the castle ever actually let them out or because I guess you really can't say that because we want to find out if the kids get out, but and you have to read the book to see that. But also, the people that are say in the kingdoms, the fourth generation, do any of them ever talk about trying to leave, or are they just this is our home, this is where we stay, kind of a thing? They've mostly accepted that this is where they are, and there's rumors within the castle that people have gotten out before but it was long ago and mostly legend. So they don't know if people really have gotten out or not. All right. Now, where, I guess, where does the war conflict come into? Is it the the shipwrecked people, the, the ship colony? I'm going to call them the ship colony then, just because I don't know what else. Do you actually have names for these groups, or is it just tower this tower yeah it's like tower three and tower eight (laughs) that's okay that's it so so do they actually yeah how does the conflict start off with these two 
there's the king's advisor in the vegetative um, mm-hmm. castle or um, kingdom. Um, his sister married one of the people from the shipwreck. Um, <laughs> okay. And he took that as a treachery. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, he's he's not exactly stable. <laughs> so he immediately decided that they were evil and that they were trying to undermine that society. So he started putting that bug in the king's ear and maybe drugging the king a little bit to get more influence with him. And um, so that's where it really, that's your major villain. His name's Niles Nepheus. Um, which may sound a lot like nefarious. Hmm, where did that <laughs> name come from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, so he's very vengeful because he was left with a bad situation with his parents when his sister left, and so he's very bitter and wants to basically destroy that culture because they stole his sister, and that's where all of that comes from initially but he builds it into telling everybody telling the king telling the kingdom that they're planning this big attack on them and so they have to fight that tower and strike first or they're going to get destroyed all right well that sounds intriguing something to keep you looking at it so is there anybody is there just that one villain in it or is there other villains that people should keep an eye out for. I mean, you said that check, Ch- I want to call him cheddar, but cheddar melon, <laughs> cheddar melon. Does he end up, you said he gets sold into slavery. Uh, Echo did. Oh, Echo. I'm sorry. I was getting the characters mixed up. That's Maybe right. when I read the book, I'll remember better. <laughs> so how did, was that due to a villain? Was that due to just cultural things? How'd that end up going out? Yeah, she encounters the villain, Niles Nepheus, uh, when she got separated from Cheddar Melon. And um, she's just wandering the corridors. And he thinks she's somebody from that tower that he hates. All right. So, so he just sells her into slavery, which she does get out of that. Um, but, you know, that he is the villain. Now, he has a teenage son that she kind of falls for uh, who is kind of on the tightrope. Is he a good person? Is he a bad person? He loves his father and wants to defend his father, but he also has a thing for Echo and has some sort of a conscience. So he's kind of torn in between. You don't know which way he's going to go from moment to moment. Is he going to be helpful or is he going to side with his father? And it can go either way at each different plot point. All right. So there's a possible romance, little romance in there as well. All right. So, I mean, this sounds like it's going kind of off from what normally you've written. Because let's see here. There was the Tom and Dana or... Mark and Dana. Mark and Dana. There's the Dracula series that you wrote. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, the audio dramas that you've done. I mean, like I said, you have a long list, but this, 
YA, a little romance, and a little fantasy kind of worlds going on. What made this a, because you said it was a project, it was a passion project that you started with. It was, I've always wanted to write young adult and I kind of got, you know, I I like writing the action adventure, supernatural stuff, writing the Dracula journal stuff. And I kind of got into, I don't know if I want to say contractual obligations. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, seriously, those those were things I wanted to write, but then I was under contract to write those and have X number of books in those series. So right. this one was something I had started and always had other stuff that while I was enjoying that just as much writing it, it did take precedence over this. And then finally it's like, hey, publisher, what about this? Would you like to, you know, how about this? And then they said, yeah, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> All right. Now, you're published with Speaking Volumes, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Is it the same publisher doing this book as well, or did you have to go to a different publisher? No, I, I threw it out to them, and uh, they were kind of like, you know, we really don't do young adult novels. That's not our thing. But since you're one of our authors and we have a good relationship, yeah, let's let's do it. All right. So, so they rolled with me on it, which I appreciate. Well, that's always a good thing. I was going to say, I've known a few people tell me that some publishers are very, this is what we do. We do nothing else. If you want to write something else, find a different publisher. Come to us with your other stuff. So that's good that they're working with you there. So this is just, it's out now, correct? The book can be reached and found yeah, on Amazon, anywhere else that people look. Yeah, you know, Amazon, um, barnesandnoble.com. I think it's on walmart.com. If it's not yet, it will be. Um, Kobo, pretty much anywhere you buy books, it should, if it's not there yet, it will be shortly. (laughs) Still being released in all the different markets. But um, yeah, Amazon's obviously the biggest one out there. So it is there. And it is on barnesandnoble.com. So those two definitely already out there. Sounds good. And I think I saw that right now it's in ebooks and paperback, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yes. Yes. So, you so either. and you're, you don't have any, you don't have it in audio yet. So I don't, I, I'm not sure if it will be. Um, that's up to my publisher. <laughs> right. And, um, you know, if it hits the sales threshold for audio, then it'll probably happen. You know, makes sense. So, well, hopefully everybody listening tells their friends and tells everybody, hey, you have to buy this book. And, and, they, they, get, and they get there, so they buy it. They tell, they buy it for Christmas gifts, for whatever birthday gifts and all that good stuff. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. I could probably talk to you for quite some time on just this book alone. Not to mention the other books that we've talked about on your other episode, which... People should go back and listen to that too to find out what else you've written. But where do you want people to where do you want people to find you if they want to learn more about you other than the profile I have on authorblurb.com where they can find you there? Where do you right. want people to go? Where do you want them to contact you, learn more about you? And I'm gonna shut up because you keep trying to talk and I keep going. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Um 
for one thing, my publisher's website, speakingvolumes.us, speakingvolumes.us, and then just go to my page on there. And mm -hmm. it has everything that's been released by me, all the um, books, audio dramas, short stories, everything. And, um, you know, there'll be bio and some reviews and what have you there. If you want to contact me directly for um, signed copies or to ask me questions or anything, uh, Tom Reese author at yahoo.com. And I spell Tom with an H because I'm weird. T-H-O-M. <laughs> so it's T-H-O-M-R-E-E-S as in Sam E author at Yahoo. T-H-O-M-R-E-E-S-E -E -E, author at yahoo.com. Um, also, I'm on Facebook, Tom Reese. Um, you can friend me there. And, um, you know, I do a lot of fun chit-chat things on there as well as updates on what's happening with my books. And um, I am starting a new newsletter that will be monthly. You can reach me at Tom Reese author at Yahoo if you would like to get the monthly newsletter. Uh, I don't spam you. It's going to be some things about what I'm in the process of, what books I'm reading and recommend, maybe some writing tips, maybe even some author interviews in there. So if you're interested in that, just pop on over there to Tom Reese Author at Yahoo, and I will get you on the list. Sounds perfect. In fact, I'll put that in the show notes with your email and remind people this is where you sign up to, for the newsletter and to ask you questions, get a signed copy. I mean, it sounds like a win-win there. So perfect. So this is going to be the end of the conversation for everybody else to listen to us talk. Again, I appreciate you coming back on again. I've enjoyed the conversation. You. Thank you. So, thank you. And I'm going to end it now for everybody else. But if you hold on, we'll keep talking. Sounds good. I'm glad you made it this far to the end of the show. I hope you've enjoyed it because that's what it's all about. I'd also like to suggest that you take the time and go find the other authors that are here. Find that author that you're going to love and you're going to want to share. It's all about the authors and that's why I'm here. Now, if you enjoy the show, I'd like to ask you to do me a favor. If you think it's worth it, go to the website, authorblurb.com. You can donate money, donate crypto, buy me a cup of coffee, things like that that helps me support keeping the show going. Right now, I don't do anything to try to delay, add, distract you. Everything's out of my pocket, and everything is meant to make authors be able to grow their audience and grow your attention. So, as always, thank you for being here. I hope you come back for the next show. And again, take the time, explore authorblurb.com. There's a lot there that you will be very happy to take the time to enjoy. And as final note, rate, review, shoot me an email through authorblurb.com. That way you can at least let me know what you think. I'm happy to always hear, see reviews and hear what you think. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs>